0: welcome to the bears birds and brews podcast this is a podcast about the chicago bears the atlanta falcons and craft beer my name is nabil lalani my co-host who's not on this recording right now is asif lakani but you'll be hearing him very shortly as this is a very special episode we recorded at bobby jones golf club you're going to hear about the new renovated bobby jones golf club and about firemaker brewery enjoy
1: And hey everybody, welcome to uh, Bears, Birds and Brews coming to you live from Bobby Jones Golf Club. Right now we're sitting here with Marty, president of GM, president of Bobby Jones Golf Club, Brian, the GM of Bobby Jones Golf Club, and Ian from Firemaker Brewing. Uh, We're out here at Boone's. Um, We're about to have some beers from Firemaker and talk Bobby Jones, golf, football,
0: beer, and I don't know what else.
1: Yeah, that sounds like some (laughs) great topics.
0: (laughs) All right, so let's just start with some beer. What are we drinking right now, Ian?
2: Well, um, we are going to start off, we're going to actually have three different beers today. Uh, All three are uh, kind of our market beers that we have out for bars and restaurants, but our amazing friends at Bobby Jones have all three on tap because they're awesome people. (laughs) And we're like 10 minutes, uh, the brewery is like 10 minutes from here, which is wonderful. So we're going to start off with our uh, Bright Lager. This is a Helles style lager called Way Down Yonder. Uh, We call it Way Down Yonder because we're on Chattahoochee Avenue and we like bad jokes. (laughs) So uh, Way Down Yonder, like I said, is Helles style. It's a German style lager. Light and bright uh, with 100% lemon drop hops. So you're going to get a nice citrus edge to it without having any fruit in it whatsoever. So, nice. cheers guys. Cheers, cheers, cheers. I already yeah. started, my bad.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and I can say I just had lunch here at Boone's and I had this for lunch. so Excellent. Nice, nice, Liquid at I'm having my second many. one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I drank way too many of these last night, so it's all right.
0: <laughs> I'm on uh, my way. Night into the morning, right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is like perfect golfing beer, like you could probably yeah. have this on your every hole.
2: <laughs> yeah, some, this guys, is- some guys do probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea with this, you know, when you're looking at what people like in the Atlanta beer market, it is IPAs. Everybody loves IPAs, but we realized that not a ton of people were making lagers, Um, and the lagers that were out there were either super traditional or really out there and crazy, so we thought we'd do something kind of in the middle. Mm. Um, And uh, being a hella style, being a a German style, um, it gave us a little more latitude to uh, have a great base but then Americanize them a little bit with those lemon drop hops. A uh, little well-known hop uh, really brings out the flavor of lemon pith, rather than the actual fruit itself. So for me, and uh, I know this is blasphemy in craft beer terms, <laughs> but this with a lime in
1: it is so freaking good. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, it's got yeah. that Corona body, Corona style feel, like, I mean, you know, it's a lager. Yeah. yeah. I'll, you know, you're in there a lot,
0: like I have a buddy who puts a lime in everything, so I can definitely see a lime in this that'll and, and of course you know blue moon you put an orange in there Absolutely. and yeah. you know that if you still consider a craft or not that's on the individual but you know that was yeah. one of the first craft beers so you put an orange in there so yeah i mean this is very nice really drinkable i mean i don't know how many more i'm gonna have of these but i'll
4: have a lot of them oh, that's <laughs> good. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. you ate lunch on the patio didn't you lunch on the patio, yeah. it's a great patio, patio so <laughs> that's that's what you that's right yeah so not we're also heavy.
1: we got marty and brian here yeah president and gm of bobby jones golf course so for um, people who don't know about Bobby Jones Golf Course, what, what would you like to tell them? Marty, you want to go first?
3: Sure, I'd be happy to. So um, so this is a brand new Bobby Jones Golf Course. The old golf course was built in 1932 and it had kind of uh, gotten worn down and obsolete and sort of dangerous and um, and it didn't really befit Mr. Jones's name. You know, Mr. Jones, of course, was, was the most famous golfer certainly Atlanta's ever had and probably one of its most famous sportsmen and he was a man of character and integrity and great values, and the golf course didn't really reflect uh, his name. So, a group of uh, citizens got together and formed a nonprofit, and decided we were going to redo Bobby Jones Golf Course and make it something worthy of his name. So, you're sitting at the culmination of about a 10-year project. Wow! That's uh, taken place, and and uh, has probably will cost over 30 million dollars cool. to completely transform the Bobby Jones Golf Course from a tired, old, obsolete course to this incredible golf complex where we've got a golf course and a driving range and a short course for juniors and a practice facility and now a restaurant and the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame. So it's really just been a complete transformation of the property um, into something that's really quite spectacular.
0: I mean, just sitting at the patio from just walking in, just looking out, it, it, looks beautiful right now. I mean, this, I, like, you know, what, like right now, what am I looking at? Is
3: this a which, which?
0: You're looking at about two thirds of the golf course,
3: okay. so uh, the golf course is very unusual in many ways, and, and, and this podcast isn't probably the right vehicle to try to explain how it works. <laughs> but it's actually uh, two nine-hole courses okay. uh, that go in reversible directions, and you can't play them at the same time or people would be hitting into each other. Okay. So we play them on alternate days. One's called Azalea, one's called Magnolia. So you're basically, looking, you're basically looking at two golf courses out there actually. Okay. <laughs> you're looking at the Magnolia course and the Azalea course. And if you see this green that's right in front of us here, and I mm-hmm. don't know if you can tell, it has two flags on it. It has a red flag and a white flag. Okay. And the red flag is for the Azalea course and the white flag is for the Magnolia course. Oh, wow. So today we're playing the Magnolia course because uh, it's an odd day. Tomorrow we'll play the Azalea course. So the golfers who come out here, if they come out here two days in a row, they're playing two different golf courses. Oh, wow. So That's it's really, uh, you're really looking at, um, at the, you know, probably, like I say, about two-thirds of the golf course here. It? So it's a spectacular view. Yeah. I don't think there's any place in Atlanta that you can get a view like this. No, not, not, not this much green, at least. No, not this much <laughs> green, yeah, sure.
2: One of my favorite uh, I, things about, you know, when we first uh, got to come over and see the facility while you guys were building it, both uh, me and the owner of FireMaker, Elliot, We were so stunned, because, I mean, both of us have been by several times back, you know, years ago. But when you walk into Bobby Jones now, and especially you go through Boone's, which is just an absolutely gorgeous restaurant, and then you come out into the back, you don't feel like you're in Atlanta anymore. How in the heck did you get transported (laughs) to middle Georgia somewhere in this beautiful, like, stretch of green? You can see a couple buildings off in the distance, and it really feels like you found a pocket of paradise inside of Atlanta. It really does. You're absolutely right, Ian. And, it's, and this is literally four miles from downtown
3: Atlanta. Yeah. We are literally in the middle of Atlanta. <laughs> and one of the things, too, I think that I've just noticed the last couple of days, it's quiet. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. don't wow. you don't hear any traffic. You don't hear any noise. It's just incredibly a very... Or carts. Or carts. I, I you I just guess. hear this incredibly <laughs> quiet yeah.
2: atmosphere. Very relaxing. Definitely. We think it's going to really be popular. We hope no. it's going to be popular. And four, four, mi- four miles from downtown Atlanta, and only like 10 minutes from the amazing Firemaker Brewing. I'm right, <laughs> just be saying. Right. Well, <laughs> that's <laughs> a pure coincidence.
0: <laughs> you know what? I think that's what we call a segue. So speaking of <laughs> Firemaker Brewing, what is the next beer that we're about to sample?
2: All right. So the next one that we're about to go on to is the Perfect Match IPA. Um, as uh, everybody says, you're never supposed to pick your favorite child. Well, I don't care. This is my favorite child. Um, Perfect Match is my favorite beer that we make. Uh, this is an India Pale Ale IPA. But... With IPAs there are a bunch of different categories of IPA and uh, the West Coast IPAs are known for being hoppier, pineier, a lot more bitter. East Coast IPAs are known for being a lot more floral and citrusy. So we wanted to make kind of a uh, East meets West. Hmm. So here we have a medium bodied IPA at six and a half percent ABV with um, hops from all the Pacific Northwest that bring out the big, piney, uh, um, sharp flavors but then overshadowed a little bit by uh, what we dry hop with, which is a hop called Lotus. Hmm. Lotus brings out this big floral nose. So you've got um, little moments of mango, of peach. Uh, there are so many different flavors in this beer. Yeah, You can kind of drink it all day long. I, I mean, I, so there's a little sweetness to it. Uh, Absolutely. And I really
0: like that. So uh, this kind of reminds me and of and we've had this beer on the podcast many times. It's from Chicago, um, Ninja versus Unicorn. Oh, I'm very familiar. Which uh, which is a similar concept, you know, with uh, East, meaning West. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a little sweeter than that one, but I really like it. So, you know, when you said mango, I definitely got that coming out of there. So, it's this, this
3: good stuff. I like it. It is good stuff. It's the first time I've tasted it. It's excellent.
2: It. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, nice. Nice. Um, I'll <laughs> say that our, uh, yeah, yeah. our brewer, Tyler Cox, is... One of the most incredible people I've ever met his skill is is stunning and one of the neat things that I have seen I have never seen anybody that can work the magic with hops that this man does Mm. Um, Working at several different breweries in his career. I mean he's been in the industry for uh, God decades now Um, But he's worked for a lot of smaller places that couldn't get these big giant hop contracts that you need for a big production brewery. So he would always just kind of look through the the back catalog, see what was available. And so he got to be a a true magician with hops. And so he ends up pulling in, uh, putting hops in at different times during the boil cycle, doing different stuff with dry hopping to completely change the profile of the beer and doing it with hops you've probably never heard of. So, so doing the
0: old making chicken salad and a chicken black.
2: There you go, exactly.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. This is some darn good chicken salad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so speaking of chicken salad, I mean it's like appropriate golf course food right yeah, here on the course. Um, Brian, and so we were just, before we talked about the second beer, we were talking about where we are in Atlanta. Uh-huh. And for context, for everybody who's listening, um, we're, we're off Northside Drive essentially, like literally right off Northside Drive, less than five minutes off the exit off 75. But uh, Brian, if you want to chime in and talk about kind of just the location of the golf course, and I'd also am very interested in hearing about the golf course management of two nine-hole courses versus one 18-hole course. Yeah. Because I think that's probably a unique challenge that maybe not a lot of people are familiar with. Uh, For sure. And as, as like a golf fan, you probably also don't have that experience very often too, right? You you go and to the not. same course constantly. Yeah. So if, if, you know, Brian, if you want to start and then we can just go from there.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the location is second to none. So obviously we still have the scenery and have the feeling and the ambiance of being outdoors and at a golf course. Uh, But it doesn't hurt being within 10 miles of 6 million people. So uh, obviously um, business is very uh, plentiful. We have a a, a huge following and it's growing every day. Uh, Everyone loves the golf course. They loves the facility. love just the, the, I guess, the, the easiness of the lifestyle of being at a facility where overall all we want you to do when you come out here is just have fun. Whether you're hitting a, a basket of balls, playing golf, now eating at Boons, taking a golf lesson, you know, if we can, if we can provide an, a, an experience where you're just having a good time and having fun, likelihood of you coming back is is 100. Um, the operations is definitely challenging in that it's very it's it's an incredible educational opportunity to explain what a reversible golf course is. Um, it is something that's much easier shown than explained. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, uh, based on Need and demand, and, and everyone's far too busy uh, schedules. Um, we're pretty much a, a nine-hole golf course. However, we have the luxury of having two nine-hole golf courses, two very good nine-hole golf courses. So, like you mentioned, there, you don't get you don't get tired. Um, you may not even play the same nine twice. Back to back. Right. Um, if you come out here on, on on consecutive days, you definitely won't play the same nine twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you play the same direction more than one time, we always have both flags, as Marty mentioned uh, uh, on the golf course. So, if you're up for a challenge and you play to the purposely play to the wrong flag. Um, it's quite a bit more challenging than playing to the proper flag but sometimes you're up for the challenge you're feeling good you're hitting the ball well that's definitely something you can do but day-to-day operations we're either on the azalea or magnolia um, nine holes if you'd like to traditionally play an 18 hole round of golf then it's just as as easy as booking two tee times so mm-hmm. you kind of determine your pace what your turn is whether you want to book it two hours apart two and a half hours apart Come in for boons and do it three three hours apart. Right. And have lunch in between. It, it's on you. That's awesome. Um, if you want to play 27 holes, uh, have at it. You know, it's, <laughs> the day's long enough. Although it is pretty hot, but uh, you can enjoy that. But there's so much more to do here. Uh, you can spend the whole day here and and do something different every two hours. Uh, you can play golf. Like I said you could have an, an incredible experience. One of our PGA instructors with the Grand Slam Academy. Uh, you go through a full back club fitting. You can play the Cup Links. Um, you can stay step, up uh, step on the short game area and very soon, by the end of the month we're super excited about the opportunity you'll be able to play the Danny, uh, Danny Eights putting course so that will be something unlike anything in the southeast in the public golf course world where we'll have an actual putting course that will kind of mimic the big course, it will be a nine hole layout we'll run it the same way we do with uh, the Azalea Magnolia, one day we'll go in a clockwise direction the next day we'll reset the pins and go in the opposite direction so that golf course will change every day wow. the same as the big golf course does so it's it's kind of like putt-putt on steroids it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's putt-putt on real grass uh, and I can tell you right now the undulations are quite severe uh, challenging but but fun all right, that, that sounds like golf at my speed. Right. I like that. Hey, so we have we, golf at everybody's speed. <laughs> I promise you. So
3: this is built for entertainment purposes. Yeah, there we go. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, this is this is, this is, is for entertainment. Fun. This I is mean, for fun. We have mean, a lot of serious golf out there. You can take lessons. You can hit balls on the range. You can get fitted for new clubs. Serious golf. This is fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. My, my extent of golf is based around how many beers I can knock out in between <laughs> golf. So
4: You and I have a lot in common. We'll right, so yeah. love <laughs> we'll, we'll to connect afterwards. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the beer opportunities are, I mean, almost endless. We've obviously got Boons now where we have 16 yeah. taps in there. would be happy to give you any of our craft beers. We have uh, some of the domestics as well as craft beers on two beverage carts for nine holes. Typically, you find two beverage carts for 18. Yeah. We figured we did have that kind of indelible crowd that would like... A cold brew, so we have two carts for nine holes. No reason you shouldn't see one of those young ladies out there at all times. And then with the help of these folks and and Josh and his gang and association with Firemaker, soon to be uh, the starter shack, modeled after the starter shack at St. Andrews back in the day. It will be kind of the gateway to the Bobby Jones Golf Course Experience. Right in front of the building, uh, it will have some Firemaker taps as well as non-alcoholic product. It'll be where you check in for all your outside golf operations, as well as your experience on the uh, Danny H putting course. Uh, it will serve beer out of there, which we encourage you to take with you, and that our tea markers on the putting course will have drink holders. Nice. So, See, um, so drinking will be encouraged. <laughs> Dr- drinking is... Res- respectful behavior is obviously for <laughs> yes, me, yes, yes, but yes. drinking is absolutely encouraged. One are. of my
2: favorite things is that you guys have those amazing little uh, uh, bag robots that that's, follow you around. Yes. Not only do they carry your bags so that after uh, a couple delicious firemaker beers, you, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about that, but don't they also have little coolers built they into do, them? They, they, they they, so that's wait, the coolest coolers. thing. Wait, wait,
0: you're telling me technology has came to the point where my beer will follow me around? Yes, yes it, will. it will. When did
1: yeah. this happen? Uh, <laughs> I'm not living here. I love this is, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm staying
3: here. Uh, this is awesome. This is yeah. a recent innovation. There are some other courses that have had them, but I think we're the yeah. only public course in Atlanta that have them. Yeah. They are, it's, uh, people have given them various names, RoboCaddies. Uh, one of them named them Stevie after Stevie Williams Tiger Woods. Old <laughs> but they're great. Uh, they, wow. You have a little transponder on your belt, and it's got a little sensor on it. And it follows you around about six feet behind you and you can put your bag on there and as Ian said, you can it's got a little cooler to keep your beer.
2: Well, I mean, I, I also like the name Beer, 2D2. Beer Two D Two. That's I like it. I like, it. I like that's it. I like it. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm the
4: Star Wars generation, so yeah. There we go. If, if Lucas ever came up with something for golf, it would be this little robot. It's, oh, that's <laughs> amazing. That's amazing.
3: Use um, the brew. <laughs> it's,
4: a, it's a great caddy. It never talks
3: back to you. That's true. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I just feel like this is the appropriate time to mention for all of our listeners too. It's Labor Day weekend here yep. in Atlanta, so happy Labor Day to you, gentlemen. Absolutely. Um, and and the reason I feel like that's important to mention. Obviously the players' championship is happening yes. down at East Lake right now. So it's a big weekend at Bobby Jones Golf Course, right? It is um, so that but then also Dragon Con weekend, which I know he touched on briefly, and so I just wanted to get that out there for the non football listeners. So we got some football fans here and we got some non football fans here, but the the blending of the worlds here at Bobby Jones Golf Course in Atlanta really is that place where like yeah. you have the nerds, the self-proclaimed I, nerds, a very proud the man. Star Wars generation, the, the next generation, the past generation, like it's all here. Um, and it's and all around beer. Right. <laughs> <and> <laughs> this is a perfect melting pot and this is a perfect location for it. Um, be, because you mentioned the course play mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I just had a quick question and either of you can answer this. Sure. Azalea and Magnolia. Um, And I want to talk a little bit briefly, too, about Bobby Jones and his legacy, which you touched on at the beginning, Marty. But, like, I live off Azalea Road in Roswell, right? So, like, that name to me is always symbolic, and I have my own personal connotation with it. But I think, I mean, just to explain why those names were chosen and then why was Boone's chosen uh, as a name as well. Sure. Yeah. So
3: uh, Magnolia and Azalea. So Bobby Jones... um among his many other accomplishments, he won the Grand Slam of golf, he's the only golfer ever to do that, to win all fa- four major tournaments in one year. He did, did that in 1930 when he was 28 years old and then he retired. Um, and then he started Augusta National, which is the home of the Masters Golf Tournament. So uh, he's got a strong connection to Augusta National. He, of course, also has a strong connection to Eastlake, which is where he grew up and learned to play golf. So it's really interesting how those have all come together, as you say this weekend, this, everything, when you, if you watch uh, the East Lake the tournament at Eastlake on TV, you'll see a lot of references to Bobby Jones. Um, so uh, Augusta is famous for many, many things. One of them is Magnolia Lane, which is the name of the road where you go into Augusta yourself, if you're lucky enough ever to be invited to play there, I, I, or... I, I,
1: it's baculus a true sports Boculus. Right. yes, recommend. that
3: is true, that is the height of the height. Um, and so that's Magnolia Lane, and of course it's a famous for its azaleas, uh, the course is absolutely stunningly beautiful when you see it on TV, there's these beautiful shrubs of azaleas. So that's where the name came from. It's kind of an homage to Augusta National and Mr. Jones' connection to Augusta National. Oh, okay. yeah,
4: the scorecards are actually uh, somewhat replicas or copies of the scorecards at Augusta National. Oh really? That's
1: <laughs> cool. Nice. Um, yeah, we'll we definitely can post pictures on those at Bears, Birds, and Brews. And, um, Since we mentioned our social media pages real fast, where can people find Bobby Jones Golf Course and Firemaker
4: on social media and and online as well? We're we're everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Bobby Jones GC is typically all of our handles. but that, we're, we're all over the place.
1: And then, Ian, where can people find Firemaker real fast?
2: Well, um, uh, at Firemaker Beer is okay. where we are on all the socials. Um, of course, uh, again, we've got Facebook and Instagram, Twitter. Um, uh, our uh, social media manager, uh, Rachel, is incredibly prolific. She posts a million times a week. So if anybody is going to jump on our social medias and like us, thank you. Uh but be ready to see a lot of really cool pictures and a lot of really adorable puppies. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's, we specialize in kids. We don't have puppies, but wow. we do have two kids. Eh.
3: Not quite as, you know, no, close call. Oh, yeah. no,
2: no, the Q kids are great, but they just can't drink beer. So That's true. Well, <laughs> actually, you're right, you're right.
0: But you know who can drink beer? We can. We
2: can. Darn right. So <laughs>
0: what is this last beer we're trying right now?
2: So the, the last of the three that we are going through today um, has uh, by far and large been the most beloved of the beers that we've been putting out so far. This is our Hazed and Blazed. Mm. Hazed and Blazed is a New England style IPA. Um, this guy has two different haze elements to it mm. with uh, flaked oats and white wheat, and we're bringing out a uh, traditional blend of mosaic and Eldorado hops, which really give you those big tropical notes of pineapple, of um, any, any real uh, um, tropical fruit that you can think of. Um, I want to say mango again, too, because it's kind of in there as well, mm-hmm. but That's then a, B, B. we kind of uh, break it up by throwing... Again, that same hop that we had in the first beer, Lemon Drop. So by doing that, it adds a citrusy edge to really take down the sweetness of the big body of the beer. This guy is also our sneakiest beer at 7.2%. <laughs> and it does not drink like it. No, not so... at all. Not at all. Not at all. So cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.
1: cheers. cheers. Yes, cheers. Um. Great. So while everybody's enjoying these beers, we still got a lot to talk about. So we're not. Oh, yeah. not necessarily done anytime soon but i did want to say one quick thing uh which is if you have any unfinished thoughts as far as like what the what you were talking about brian as far as like the golf course set up the maintenance of it the the origin of a meeting and and the ties to augusta because bobby jones was born in atlanta or yeah so it's like yes. we're all here um so if there's nothing else on that i also want to say the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame is here. Absolutely. Well, yes. we are talk too. So let's it. talk about that for a minute because that's super cool.
4: So yeah, so what Boones is basically a component of what is now the Murray Golf House, which we didn't even mention. Boones, the uh, naming of Boones, yes, uh, is actually somewhat synonymous with Augusta, and that Jeff Knox, who many people may not know personally, but know him by legend as the marker. Whenever there's an odd number of players that make the cut at Augusta, okay. he's typically the member that plays with that single first okay. thing in the morning on the oh, weekend. Super cool, uh, okay. Most recently, the one who uh, basically whipped Roy's ass a few years ago. Uh, yeah,
1: oh, we can talk whatever language
4: you want. Feel free to say whatever you want. Yeah. Jeff's a fantastic <laughs> golfer and was actually here uh, during the soft opening being last week with his family, but uh, the restaurant's named after his dad, after Boone Knox. So we, we shortened it very uh, affectionately to Boone's. We figured that's what everybody would do anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's where that name came from. So um, as with everything with the foundation and this property, is there's a name that we've uh, in, um, assigned for, for everyone, the Murray family. Um, Mr. Murray's first name was... Stuart Murray. Stuart Murray. Uh, this entire building entire uh, that we're in is a clubhouse. So the golf house is the Murray Golf House. Golf house is kind of a concept where all of the... Um, governing bodies of the game in, a, in an area, and in our case, the state of Georgia, all are under one roof, so it's considered the golf house. There's a there's about 10 others, I believe. Um, we might be the 11th, I think, in the country where the amateur body, which is the Georgia State Golf Association, and the professional body, the Georgia State, or the Georgia section of the PGA, are now both, uh, their offices are, are in golf house, as well as the uh, the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame, which to this point has never had a physical entity anywhere it's just kind of always been we we'll call it, it's in the it's in the cloud um, so now it actually has a physical home once we open up the hall of fame which doubles as our banquet facility by the way uh, you can rent it out um, the memorabilia and all the the wonderful people who are part of the hall of fame will now have an actual physical location to where the public can come in when we're open for business and uh, research and, and dive into history and just see rich the game is in the state of Georgia it's absolutely so incredible
1: literally like you said you can spend the whole day here
4: absolutely can. That, that's
1: yep. just one of the many things you can do here only you
4: can't do here yet is eat breakfast right <laughs> not yet, not yet. Yeah. Uh, yes. that's <laughs> coming uh,
3: yeah Marty go for it so um, so one of the things that's unique about this entire project is this is all done through a nonprofit mm-hmm. so there's no investors out there who have to get a return on their investment this was all done by volunteers. Uh, including myself and many other people. Interestingly enough, the chairman of our board is also the chairman of the tournament at Eastlake. Um, so his name is Chuck Palmer and I want to give him due credit Absolutely. because he's been an incredible um, incredible contributor to this cause. So uh, the connections are all over the place between right. us and Eastlake. Um, so one of the things that we wanted to do was, um, there was a real lack of junior golf in public golf in Atlanta. There just wasn't any. There was pretty bad public golf period but in particular, places where juniors could learn how to play. There was nothing in Buckhead, there's nothing in Vinings or Sandy Springs or anything like that. So, one of the things we wanted to do was make this more friendly to junior golf. We also wanted to do um, some things positively for adaptive golfers, for golfers with disabilities. So, uh, more and more people are starting to, with disabilities, are starting to find that golf is something that can be played. Right. Even if you either have a mobility device or a prosthetic, you can play golf. And it's a wonderful sport to play, and you can be competitive. Um, and so Mr. Jones was a child prodigy and then later in life he, he suffered from this horrible degenerative nerve disease and was wheelchair bound. So we thought that would make a great uh, homage to Mr. Jones. That's so amazing. we just reached our 1,000th kid, not easy to yeah. say after having several beers, uh, <laughs> uh, in our junior program. So it's been an unbelievable success, much better than we ever imagined. That's amazing. 1,000 new kids have been introduced to golf uh, just in two years. We've also um, made a real impact in the adaptive golf area. Last year we hosted the first uh, adaptive golf tournament ever in Georgia, uh, which was put on by the Georgia State Golf Association, who's our tenant and partner in this building. Uh, We gave them the course for two days for free, and they had an adaptive golf tournament with golfers all around the country. The golf course, in fact, is specifically designed for adaptive golfers. So um, let me say just a word about that too. this is important. Yeah, yeah, of course. When we started this project, we we needed a golf course architect to redesign the golf course. And we were incredibly lucky that a fellow named Bob Cupp, who was one of the leading golf course architects in the world, lived in Brookhaven. And I was introduced to him by a mutual friend. And Bob was a wonderful, wonderful guy, was a wonderful guy. Um, And um, I met him for breakfast at the White House over on Peachtree Street which is where everybody meets for breakfast, as you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I said, Bob, we're thinking about doing this renovation. He said, I've been thinking about this for 10 years. That golf course is an abomination. It's a blight on Mr. Jones's name. He said, I will do it, and I will do it for free. Oh, wow. Oh wow! So he contributed his his architectural services, probably one of the 10 best golf architects in the world. So we had this benefit of having this course designed. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2016 uh, before the project was completed. Crazy. Hmm. Um. And his son, who is also a golf course architect, finished it. So it really mm-hmm. is a wonderful That's story. But, but Bob, you know, when we, when we talked to Bob, we told him about the adaptive golf concept, and he specifically designed the golf course to make it easier for adaptive golf. I can to see play. that, It's like
0: right over there, there's a bridge over there. There's a it's bridge over there, and if right right you right see there, that sand trap up. right there, it's mm-hmm.
3: got what's called a zero entry point, which means it's flat. Okay. So a, a disabled golfer. And the greens also have zero entry points, which are very flat so that you can either walk on or even drive a mobility golf cart.
0: And, and, and like, I would say it's amazing. Like, uh, I'm very novice to golf, but like just looking at it, like looking at this golf course, I wouldn't be able to look at it and be like, there's something different about this. It just looks like a professional golf course to me.
3: So. It does, but there's, there's really certain elements to yeah. it. And, and it's, got, it's got some unique elements also borrowed from Augusta National. So when Augusta National was first built, it had no rough. You guys know what rough is?
1: Yeah, like the, the side grass off the The higher grass way, off I mean, the yeah. fairway.
3: So you got the nice grass on the fairway mm-hmm. that you want to hit off of, and then you got the rough that you want to stay out of. Um, and so when Augusta National was first built, it was, there was no rough on the golf course, which was very unusual. Mm-hmm. They later added rough. So one of the things we have out here is we have no rough anywhere on this golf course. It's all fairway. So you're not spending your time looking for your ball in long grass. <laughs>
1: I spent a lot of time doing that.
3: You you a, may lose it in one of the creeks right. uh, that surround the golf course and cut through it, but you won't lose it in the long grass. So that's another thing that- So, the, so it's kind of
0: built for kind of speed as well, just so you can uh, it keep is. moving.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So people don't spend time looking for their golf balls.
4: Another design feature that, that was incorporated in, in uh, Mr. Cup was the long leaf tee system. So most traditional golf courses are very much uh, gender bias when it comes to your starting grounds, the tee boxes. Um, these tees, being absolutely part of the landing area in some cases as much as the tee box because of the reversible nature, are all level to the ground and pretty much don't even look like tee boxes. There are te- teeing areas, but we have eight sets of tees that are, that are numbered, and they're corresponding with basically the skill level of the golfer who's playing. And we actually have a set of tees. That can handle every skill level from literally this is my first time on a golf course, all the way to where we can stretch it out to seventy four hundred yards, which is the average length of a golf course on tour. Oh wow! So, which is longer than East Lake. It's actually <laughs> longer than East Lake. You're correct. So I've been to just for the record.
1: Yeah. I've been to East Lake only at the clubhouse, but yeah. So, yeah, so our,
4: our tees are all a little bit different. In the fact, they're not colored. They're numbered. They're numbered simply 1 through 8, which on a normal day, you'll never find level 8 out there. We don't want anybody out there, you know, any carnage. So it's, it's 1 through 7. Uh, and basically, levels 1 through 3 on a normal golf course don't exist. So w- we realize with the speed of play, it has nothing to do with the number of holes that you play. It's actually getting on a tee box that has a distance that calculates to your skill level. So as a beginning golfer, you can play the level 1 tees and play nine holes in the same manner that I can play the level seven tees, and you should typically have relative the same golf club in your hand playing into the hole the same number of times, rather than what you see if you go out and you're just starting out, or if you're a lesser player and you're hitting the ball five times before you get close enough to reach the green. That's not the case out here if you're on the right tee box. If this is a par four and you're supposed to hit the ball off the tee and then have a chance to reach the green, that is the case here even if you're just starting out.
0: So you, so, you essentially leveled the playing field exactly for did. for, a, for a, a foursome. We That's not right. only
4: leveled it, but we made it. The, the, what keeps people in the game is obviously having a little bit of success at the yeah. game. We understand the perfection is is other than Tiger, it's it's unattainable. <laughs> right. But at some point, we also don't want to just give up because we just can't beat the game. So the the absolutely coolest comment that we get from golf is when somebody comes off the golf course and said, "I made my first birdie." And it's literally because they cannot get into a position on the regular golf Mm -hmm. course to where they even have a chance at making a birdie. They absolutely have a chance out here making a birdie. And if this is the first place they make their first birdie, guarantee you they're going to be a, 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 a right. customer for life. Right. And well, they will play the game. Well, it's, it's
0: the classic golf thing. Like, you you suck for eight holes, and then on the ninth hole, yeah. you do something that you've never done before. You're like, you know what? I'm back in for okay. another game. I'm back, back in for another you know, game. Yeah. It, <laughs> one
3: of the rules of golf is you will hit your best drive of the day on the 18th hole. That's, a, <laughs> that's an immutable rule of golf.
2: <laughs> i got to say that, you know, for someone that is a... a you, you were saying earlier, Bill, that, that you're a novice. Yeah. I am well below that. <laughs> I, I I do not sports. I'm a big-time nerd. Uh, beer is my life. And, I mean, you, guys, you're making me want to play golf. Right? <laughs> I mean, the... You're the making exa- it seem like fun, aren't you? It really. I mean, yeah. you're making it so accessible, and especially the story about, you know, bringing so many children into the game and, and folks that are, are disabled in one way or another. It, it really... Wow. I... I I love sitting down and talking to you because every time I learn something new about this place and about just life in general. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, man. Thank
0: you. Well, well, Ian, um, I, I do think uh, you're about to head out right now, so yeah. Uh, please let us know again one more time. You know where can we find Firemaker? Um, amazing beers. I, you know I loved all three of them. Thank you. Please so tell much. us one more time where we can find you online and physically.
2: Well, um, of course, online we're at Firemaker Beer, um, Firemakerbrewing.com. But also, uh, please come and check out the tap room. Um, we've got a, a pretty big facility uh, right over on uh, Chattahoochee Avenue, right off of Howell Mill. Um, we've got an outside area, we've got an inside area, everything is perfectly socially distanced. Um, we have uh, very high standards of cleanliness. And then we've got something that uh, we were planning on working in later on, but due to necessity, uh, we have a, what we call the beer walk. The beer walk is basically a bar that is the full length of the entire brewery. Wow. It's outside, uh, we've got little taped off areas so everybody's got their own six foot section. We've got bar stools, you can sit out there, drink a beer, hang out with your friends, hang out with your dog, and uh, be perfectly safe while watching the Atlanta skyline. And you're only uh, six, seven minutes from Bobby Jones. Yeah. Perfect, there
0: we go. There, you go. Um, there was one more thing I did wanna ask you about before you did move. Um, since football is starting, I think there's something you wanted to let us know
2: about. Well, um, we, uh, uh, and again, this is coming from the worst person in the world because I know nothing about sports. <laughs> but um, I do know a lot about beer, and we've got an amazing uh, uh, beer coming down the pipeline that I'm so excited about. Uh, this is going to be our first seasonal. Um, we're going to be doing two small batches of it, so it's going to hopefully get out to as many people as we can, which is also the other problem that we're running into. We keep running out of beer, so <laughs> Atlanta and the world at large, I am so sorry about that.
1: Hey, come to Boons and you can get you some, though. Absolutely. Yes. I yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: appreciate. I promise I will always make sure these guys have it. But I say, do we need to order so, up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, so, we've got our new seasonal. Um, it is called Fourth Down. Uh, Fourth down is a a style that we all love this time of year. It is a traditional Märzen, or as we know it usually in the United States, an Oktoberfest. Uh, So this guy's going to be an amber-colored lager, really full in body, but kind of crushable because it is a lager, but we wanted to do a little bit different spin on it, so we uh, dry hopped this with the most well-known American hop, Citra. This is double dry hop with Citra. So it is, we're actually calling this one an India Pale Lager. I love IPLs. Uh, And there are not that many out there. Right. But this is an IPL with an amber body. So we've got all of you people that absolutely adore Meritons, absolutely love Oktoberfest, this is the beer for you. Anybody that's watching some sports and really needs a good hop kick, this is gonna kick you right
1: in. So Ian, I got a question. Since you say you don't know much about sports, The name is Fourth Down. (laughs) What do you What do you think it means? And then why Why was that name chosen?
2: Okay, now, now this is the I'm glad that you asked me a quasi football question. Oh yeah, uh, because I went to literally every football game when I was in high school, all four years, (laughs) because I was in band. Nice. Yeah, I was the marching band. <laughs> what yeah. instrument? Trombone player right here. I can see that. it. Shoulders. Uh, yeah. My, my, my dad is actually a symphony level trombone player. He's played all over the world. And so, the, of course, I was going to play the, the, the big uh, paper clip. So... Um, I could play a mean triangle. All right,
4: man. We're on. We're, we're going to make a duo. That's, this is going to be the work. band right there. <laughs> the yeah, okay.
2: So, with uh, fourth down, the, of course, the whole idea is... You know, when we wanted to have a name that would be evocative of, of what's going on in this whole season, not just Oktoberfest, because we all love Oktoberfest beers, but, you know, after October, it's time to move on to something different. Well, okay. we want to, you know, celebrate um, the American pastime. We want to celebrate um, all of the people that give us a chance to try our beer. And we thought that going with football, going with something that's so important to this country, and frankly something we need right now, um, was, was a, a solid choice and of course fourth down. It's, it's right there at that clutch moment when you need it, this is the beer that's going to make it happen.
0: For someone who doesn't talk about doesn't know sports, you use a lot of sports terminology, which I really appreciate. Yeah, no, Saying clutch good. and if you're not driving, then you know what you're talking about. I won't lie, for a
1: second I was like, Oh, maybe he doesn't know, but you nailed it. That, like when you said for everybody to get a chance to try it, that's fourth down right there. It's like you gotta go for it. You uh, gotta yeah, do it's it. it's that
2: Hail Mary, man. It's, got, it's, there we go. Yeah.
1: Boom. You gotta come to Boone's, you gotta go to FireMaker, get you some beer. I think Brian said he's got something for you, so maybe he'll come back and talk about that on air, but that's a great transition, Bill, like you saying. Amazing say.
0: beer. Um, before we do fully transition, we have another gentleman that has sat down. Uh, sir, please introduce yourself. Yeah, my name's Austin, uh, and
5: I'm the uh, F&B director
0: chef here at uh, Boone's. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, yeah, so I can go over day. the menu with you real quick. Yeah, real quick. Like,
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just dive right in.
4: <laughs> we got a celebrity guest appearance. Oh, snap. It's, oh, yeah. it's Beer 2D2. Beer 2D2. Oh, Beer oh, 2D2. So that's basically go. it. Right, we need to describe it. this thing for so, everybody.
2: Yeah, they got, they right. got, all they all
1: got cameras and video.
2: So here, this, is. Right. this thing is
1: amazing. Bears, birds, and brews at Bears, birds, so, and brews at Firemaker Beer at Bobby Jones GC. So, so
0: just from looking at it right now, it yeah. looks like, have you ever seen, like, you know those, like, when kids have those little mobile, like, bike yeah. stick and ride? Yeah. It yeah, looks yeah. like that, but instead of a child in there, you can put your golf clubs. And, and it'll hold a beer for you, so oh, well, it's better than beer. a child, essentially.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and cheaper. The, there uh, we go. No, no, no. Pretty sure it holds a six pack. It will yeah. definitely hold a six pack. Yeah. There we go. But it's weird how uh, it, it will hold a six pack, but it, 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 pack, but it, it the only cans that fit in it are fire cans. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, right. I don't right. know why yeah. that it works weird. that way. It is so weird. It's Bizarre. Yeah, it is it is very interesting design concept.
0: This is fun. All right. Um, All right. So how you doing, sir? How's your day going?
5: Pretty good. Uh, Opening day. So there's a lot of nerves, but, um, you know, everything's gone as smooth as we could hope for. Um, Nice. You know, we had a a good pop there at the beginning and then we kind of lulled in the midday and now we're popping again. Uh, Dining room's full. Patio's full. Well, dining room's not
0: completely full. It's half full. There you Uh, go. The rest are golfing. Listen. So yeah. people golf and then they eat and then they eat and then they golf. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's a circle of life. I think yeah. the line's entitled tell. That would be you've
3: just described the perfect day. Yeah. right. right. <laughs> Except there's
5: been a lot more uh, restaurant in my in my days than golfing lately. So uh, <laughs> I gotta I gotta remedy that soon. All and, right. Um, but yeah, the dining room is uh is, is as full as we can make it right now for uh for COVID guidelines and uh but the patio is definitely full. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a good day. I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a little better than we thought we were for there lunch and dinner's fully booked so we're excited to do uh service tonight
0: all right so what uh so let's look at this menu real quick what is your favorite thing on this menu right
2: now oh that's mean. yeah that is mean. Really I, I have to, to say
5: though good. it's uh the fried green tomato blt okay it's a dish that i've done since <laughs> i was probably 25 and it's a if i'm in here and i'm and i'm hungry that's the first thing that i make it's my i might
1: Put in an order for one of those, please. please actually. We'll see what's please. going on.
5: Yeah, we, um, so we do a little light pickle on the green tomatoes, and then we bread them with cornmeal, um, and then they're fried, and then we actually do two of my favorite sandwiches put together, a BLT and a pimento cheese sandwich. We just put it together and made it one
0: just incredible sandwich. It's like, yeah, why not, right? Why not, right? Why I mean, not? we only live once. You know what? I do appreciate one thing on this menu, and you guys specify this because I appreciate it. Duke's Mayo. Of course. That, that's well, you're in the South. Right. I mean like you know it says mayo on there, but you're just always wondering is it Duke's mayo? Is it just
5: It's one of those situations where if you can't really make it better than the original, you might as well just... Right, right. It, it's, it's
0: kind of like ketchup, like, yeah. why well, well, why make your own ketchup? because well, it's for ketchup. You don't make your own ketchup because it takes three days, and I mean, it will
5: be good and it will be interesting, but. bit it's ketchup at the end yeah. of the day. It's I, mean, the I, I
0: mean, outside of one company that adds Coke to it, it makes it taste a little different, and I enjoy that, and I, I appreciate yeah. they do that. Outside of that, that's the rest of ketchup is pretty perfected. Itself. Ketchup is ketchup, and most people, is, in my experience, don't
5: got. really yeah. notice or... <laughs> Yeah. Air so much if you make the ketchup. Uh, with the mayonnaises, we do make different like aiolis and things if you right. want. But when I'm going for a burger or or a BLT, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Just put something classic on there, especially in the South, the Duke's Mayo. It's fantastic. Now, I will say next spring when we start getting like ramps and things like, so we missed that this year, but next year we'll, we'll probably will do one of my favorite things is a pickled ramp aioli okay. on the BLT because it's sweet. It adds that uh, sweet garlic, uh, oniony flavor to the. To the BLT, and it's it really does take it to another level. Yeah, I bet, I
0: bet, I bet. And um, all right, so you know what? I'm just gonna throw this out at you right now. Cause uh, what would you? What beer would you pair with that? With the BLT? Yeah. Uh, does it have to be Firemaker?
5: Uh, it can be
3: whatever you want. To, it can be whatever you would like to pair with. Sir.
5: Uh, well, the beauty the beauty of beer is uh, almost all of them go with almost everything, right? That's true. I mean. Uh, for me, on our current beer list, my favorite beer is probably Perfect Match and that might sound predictable because it is the Perfect Match. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever they did, I forget the hops that are in it, but uh, when they put them together they have the story like it's so Perfect Match of hops. Uh, perfect Match
0: is a Citra, Lotus, and Simcoe hops.
5: There you go. And they called it the Perfect Match and I think they nailed it. It's probably one of my favorite beers It's the beer when, you know, after work if I'm pulling something off the tap I usually go there. Okay. Um, it's also the beer that I think I have the most of in my fridge right now there we go um, I do have a bunch of Atlanta Brewing Company because they've been awesome as well and they've given me I ten- love Atlanta Brewing years. Company they're I great. do too they're close to here as well they are they, are they are They are featured on our list um, good guys Greg Owens is, uh, is our contact over there who we've been in touch with since the beginning and uh, they've been fantastic so um, great part of course so
0: uh, we went over this earlier but since you have them a little late I'm just going to ask you on the air because the rest it hasn't been revealed yet you know we are a football podcast mm-hmm. so do you have a football team you prefer? I do what's your team?
5: New Orleans Saints. New oh, Orleans Saints. Man. Oh,
0: snap. You are sitting next to one of the biggest Falcons fans I know. So we will
1: get
5: to my
0: that. I'll just sit over here.
1: No, man. Uh, but, um. So. so cancel but, my order on the food, by the way. Cancel <laughs> my order on <laughs> it. I don't need it anymore. No, I grew up in
5: uh, South Mississippi, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So uh, we're about an hour from New Orleans. So I grew up a big uh, Saints fan and a big Braves fan.
0: Gotcha. Because,
5: uh, it's what always you agree
1: the, on the Braves. Of course, of course. I love the Braves.
5: And interesting enough, a big Cubs fan because. I'm a Cubs fan. I see the Bears. WGN
0: so and TBS. There we exactly. go. Exactly. That's classic the story. only
5: channels I had. Classic story. Hold, yep. And yep. Classic And story. that's all I had. So I, and when I got home, I, hold, the I flipped between the Braves <laughs> and the Cubs. I watched the afternoon games after school. So yep. I grew up with a big Mark Grace and so It scary. must have been
0: really confusing when you were a child and you saw Greg Maddox on WGN and eventually on TBS. Like, wait, what happened? He <laughs> was on that channel. <laughs> he never did go One of the great well, things that happened to the I Braves? mean, hey, we, we won the World Series last. You did. You did. You did. I mean, yeah. all right, so you know what? We've hey, we got a good shot this year. Before braves, braves we, um, so I just want to make sure, before we do transition into like sports, baseball, football, um, anything else that any of you gentlemen want to talk about Bobby Jones? Because the more knowledge about Bobby Jones that our listeners can have, I think the more we'd be appreciative of him.
3: I would say one thing. that If any of your listeners are watching the uh, tournament this weekend and you see a shot of the East Lake Clubhouse, and then you come to the front of our clubhouse yeah. and you look at it, you're going to see some striking similarities. Yep. <laughs> so the architect of the clubhouse, a fellow named Jim Chapman, who I just had lunch with this afternoon, uh, used Eastlake and a couple of other clubs uh, in England as the inspiration for this building. Wow. So another connection with Eastlake.
1: Well, I, I just want to say two quick things. I have some questions for you, too, regarding following up on the Bill's question, and then you can finish it off with yourself, and then we can talk about football. But Sure. Um, sure. I noticed that when I walked into the club, because I've been to Eastlake before and like I was there working event, which is where actually I got this golf shirt from a um, for this event that I was there, a volunteer event, ironically enough, nonprofit yes. event. And so um, that being said, I, I was like, man, this feels like Eastlake mm-hmm. and, and the location and it's pristine and it's very subtle. You, I missed the turn and the Nabil, Nabil and I both missed the, miss the turns coming in here it's yep. like so subtle but it's like it's a it really is like a members only experience even though it's for the public which which I love um, so I noticed that about the clubhouse like you said and then there's some guiding questions on the uh prompt there would, would be two things one and this for both of you but Marty I think you'd be a great answer for the first one which would be what would Bobby Jones have to say about this place
3: that's a, uh, that's a great question, and I actually have uh, the ideal answer for that, because Bobby Jones' grandson, uh, Dr. Robert T. Jones IV, is actually, lives here in Atlanta, is on, is on the board of directors of the foundation. And uh, shortly after the project was finished, we were driving around and looking at it. We were over, over here on a high point over there, and Bob looked out over it, and he said, you know what, my grandfather would be proud of this. So I can say with certainty, with the source being Bob Jones' grandson himself, that Mr. Jones would be proud to have his name on that, and that's so the ultimate compliment to so us. So how big of a Absolutely. smile was on your face pretty big, when you said that? Pretty big. <laughs> pretty big at that point. That's sort of the ultimate compliment.
1: Um, that's great. And well, and then the second question I had, and then we could talk about, you know, some dolphins and some saints and some Georgia Bulldogs, um, would be, what is your favorite thing about this place, whether it's something on the course like, or, at the <laughs> or
4: whatever? Oh, my God. Um, there's not one thing, just the, the, the chance to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Part of something bigger than yourself. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, the team's fantastic.
5: I think all of us in our positions are are really uh, setting a new bar for for what can be done, Um, not only for golf courses, restaurants, but just like as a team in general, like we all work really well together. Um, You know, we're always seem to be pretty much on the same page and it's just made working here like a real pleasure, Um, you know, and and I think we all like being a part of something that's different, like just bringing something different, something modern, something fun, but also something serious and something that we're all very proud of.
1: That's excellent stuff. And then this is like, it's open now. People can come here. Oh, yeah. Totally open. Yeah, put that's green. what I was well, putting saying.
4: We can sit here and, and, and talk about this and bring in everybody involved from, from day one to now. There is absolutely nothing that uh, a, a, a recording like this or even, even live video that can truly portray what this place means. You just got to come see it. Um, no? I mean, yeah, that
0: says it all. Um, all right, so let's start football. Thank you for listening to our episode that was recorded at Bobby Jones Golf Club. Follow us on Instagram at Bears, Birds, and Brews and hear about new exciting things coming from Bobby Jones, Firemaker, and other things. Cheers.